Hey guys, welcome to Spencer Talks About Stuff. The podcast is now live on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please, please, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Shout out to Salty Walnuts, Gerkstrong, Steric Hindrance, Chonker, and A South African 21 for all leaving five-star reviews. Um, for the amendment section on the last podcast, Tristan and I were chatting about when Blink-182 came to Boise, and the first time was 2004. I think they came before that for um, like Warp Tour, but the time that we could not think of was 2004. I think we said like 2002 and 2003, but it was 2004, and then the next time they came was 2016. That's it for the amendment section. Once again, Spencer Talks About Stuff is now live on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Please leave a five-star review and subscribe. This episode that's coming up next is very near and dear to my heart. I interviewed my mother, um, and it was an awesome conversation, uh, so I hope you guys really enjoy it. Without further ado, here is episode 10. Welcome to Spencer Talks About Stuff. On this episode, I am chatting with my mother, Lisa Gerke. Mom, how's it going? Good. good. How are you? I am good. Good. Yeah. You look is, good. I do look good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you look good. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It's a testament to uh, half of my genes are from you. I know. So. Yeah. yeah. You got yeah. the brains and the looks from me. <laughs> <laughs> what did I get from dad? Um, kind of some height. A little bit. A little height. bit. Yeah. yeah but yeah. he's way taller than I am. I know. <laughs> I always thought you were going to be taller. Really? Than him. Yeah. But. Yeah. Something people point out about me too, that they always uh, commend you for is how big of a baby I was. Oh my gosh. Can you believe that? <laughs> how big was I? 11 pounds, one ounce. And how, how long was I or tall? Uh, you were like almost 21 inches. Is that big for a baby? It's about normal. I think. Yeah. The, the weight threw us totally off yeah and that you were a boy because we we didn't find out with oh. any with any of you kids what we were having yeah and so i figured we'd have three girls because i was i had three girls in my family oh so. yeah, yeah yeah debbie and i we've actually talked about this a lot we haven't talked about it recently but i think when we get pregnant and decide to have kids we're not going to find out the sex of the baby until we have the kids. See, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Pe because people say that's like the last great mystery that mm -hmm. you have in your life. Yes. So. Because you know that you're going to have a baby. You know around the time the baby's going to be born. Yeah. And the only thing that's, that you don't know is the sex of the baby. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's exhilarating. Yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I can't even imagine. Yeah. But. It's. And then um, just when you were talking about being born... Sue Jellison, uh -huh. you know, she, one she, of your good friends, one of our, oh, yeah, sorry. One of our um, very good friends I've known since first grade and she's a little gullible. And so <laughs> I went over my due date with you, which Jenny and Abby, I hadn't gone over my due dates with them. So I was five days late with you and uh -huh. I'm like, oh shoot, what do I do? And so dad kept calling Sue Jellison and going, we had the baby and she oh goes, oh, gosh. you did. And we hadn't yet. So then when we caught <laughs> dad called her from the hospital, she yeah. didn't believe him. Oh yeah. And she didn't believe it was a boy and didn't believe how big you were. Yeah. So yeah. it was pretty darn funny. So a funny story about me being born. Um, I had a roommate in college named James Crawford who was born at the same hospital 
So I was born in California, Thousand Oaks. Cal- mm-hmm. what, what was the hospital? Los Robles. Los Robles. Los Robles Hospital. Mm-hmm. And James' birth James's birthday was I think two days before mine, or maybe two mm-hmm. days after mine, or something. I think before. But we were in the hospital at the same time, and somehow that came up when we were talking to his parents, and his parents remembered the big baby from the nursery, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy that the world is that small. That that was. Yeah, because I remember asking your friend, I said, oh, you probably weren't in the hospital then if it was a couple of days later. And he goes, well, my mom had a C-section and so oh. I, she was there for a couple of days and does remember Big Spencer. Big Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so a shtick of this podcast is I ask every guest to bring their favorite drink, alcoholic drink. Um, you recently stopped drinking alcohol. Yes. Um, and... I mean, we can talk a little bit about that, but you brought some beverages for us to enjoy. <laughs> Non-alcoholic. Non-alcoholic beverages. <laughs> um, so I can get them ready if you want to chat about what we're drinking. Okay. Okay. So yeah, just do let you, us know. Do you want both of them? You can try both? Yeah, I'll try okay. both. Uh, we can do, which one do you want to do first? You pick. Okay. Um, so we have O'Doul's. <laughs> Which is pretty good, and it's very low in calories, so I like that. And then there's a German brand. and try the German first. Yeah, let's try the German first. And I don't know, I forget what the name of it is. It's Klaus Holler. Klaus Holler. It's amazing how many, like when we go out to eat and I ask about non-alcoholic beverages, how many companies, thank you, make um, non-alcoholic beer. I mean, it's, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, sorry. I thought I was it was just the, O'Doul's. I was getting the beers ready. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Yeah, I have I have seen. Um, Prost. <laughs> Prost. Yeah, because we're drinking German beer. Yeah. I have seen um, Coors came out recently. I think it's called Coors Edge. They have mm. a, it's like the Coors Light non-alcoholic one. Yeah. I don't know if you've tried that one yet. No. Well, the other night we were at Lock, Stock and Barrel and I asked about non-alcoholic beer and she said, we have a Heineken. And I looked at her and I go, non-alcoholic? And she said, yes. And I didn't know Heineken made well, They probably made it for years. Yeah. But I just, I haven't been around it that much. So it's new to me. Was it good? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like I really respect you for making the decision to stop drinking. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. you made that decision this late in life. I feel like it's never too late for someone to, if they want to stop right. doing something like that. They can. Yeah. So, well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, um, next week it'll be six months. Whoa. Yeah. Holy smokes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That flew by. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I just think if I were to put out all the alcohol I've ever had, <laughs> I mean, I would drown. Yeah. In a, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like, have you ever thought of that? Well, I didn't go to college for your college <laughs> like you guys did. So you're probably, uh, Okay. No, I I have kind of thought about that and for a while I kept I kept all the bottles of Maker's Mark that I ever finished. Mm, yeah. And I would write the dates on them and it was kind of cool cuz I oh, knew that's fun. I and then you know my friend Dan Paul who passed away. Yes. Yes. Him and him and I would drink makers together when I lived with him, mm. and he he like signed one of my bottles, and so oh. I had that up in my room too. I wish I still had oh, that. Oh darn. Um, but yeah, it is it is interesting to think how much alcohol we've consumed. Yeah, it um, like I did start drinking alcohol before I turned twenty one, 
Uh-oh. a couple different times. Did your parents know that? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know Boompa. Boompa is my dad, Spencer's grandpa. So we, yeah, I, th- I feel like I've referenced Boompa and Deanna on the podcast before. Oh, okay. But we call your parents Boompa and Deanna, and I think that was started by our cousin Matt. Yes. Um, and I think a lot of people have like Nana and... I mean, they have different names for their grandparents, but right. ours were Boompa and Dana yeah. for some reason. But Well, but. one time I came home um, after imbibing. Is that the word? Im- Drinking? Drinking. <laughs> 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 yeah. And um, anyway, Boompa was standing in the doorway of my bedroom and I was trying to get my shoe off and I fell on my bed and I was laughing. Uh-huh. And so he had... A, he knew something was up. So the next day we talked about it and I denied, denied, denied it. And yeah. He just let it go. Yeah. And I never asked him later. And I wish I had when I got, you know, several years after that to ask him, you know, did you really know? Because he had to have, yeah. I, I probably stunk like, you know, well, the bottom of a beer barrel or something. I was talking to, um, one of my, one of my coworkers at St. Alphonsus, he's got some kids in high school right now. And he was telling me a story about how one of his kids' cars got keyed, like in the parking lot at Bishop Kelly, and oh. it the kid his his kid told my coworker, "Hey, I don't know what happened, blah blah blah." And so he got pissed off. He called the school, called the football coach, all these different things, and then the kid came out and he's like, "Well, I think my friend actually did it." And so obviously these kids are just like shitheads yeah. and they, they are trying to cover up the story and he, the kid's friend told my coworker that he like, he did it with his finger, but somehow it scratched the car oh. and it's like, okay, that's something I would try to say when I was in high school and yeah. try to cover something yeah. up. Clearly you can kind of see through that BS, which I mean, I think you knew a couple times when I was in high school and yeah. I was like hung over the next day. Oh Yeah. <laughs> When you only wanted fruit yeah, <laughs> for breakfast. Well, well, and yeah, I I had gotten a scholarship to Boise State. I was trying to put on a bunch of weight for football. And we had family breakfast on a Sunday. And I spent the night at one of my friend's houses. And the next morning, yeah, I you guys were like, you usually get like a 10 egg omelet and like 10 slices of bacon. But all I wanted was fruit. Yeah. Because <laughs> I knew if I tried to eat anything, I would throw up. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't know till later. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I just thought. Oh, no, I thought I figured you guys knew for sure that something was something was. Uh, well, I was just wondering why weren't you eating? Yeah. But yeah. No. Then it all made sense. Now you know. Now I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, oh my gosh, what was I going to ask you about? Oh, yesterday, Dad posted something on Facebook about um, the Tom Petty Wildflowers mm-hmm. songs that Tom Petty's daughter recently found and for people who don't know our family is like obsessed with tom petty so we know every single thing about tom petty but tom petty passed away like six years ago or something coming up on three or three years ago okay um but there was a whole b-side to the wildflowers album that never got released and so his daughter's going through and i think re-editing a bunch of stuff but one of our family's favorite songs is you don't know how it feels and there's like a re-edited version where it's like acoustic and I don't know there's a different verse in it and I listened to it at work the other day and I swear like I started tearing up it was awesome yeah it was such a good version of that song what did dad calls it a garage version 
Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you call those songs. I, it's like an acoustic version of that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he did have that extra um, verse in there, and supposedly, what I've read, like a couple years ago, is there is so much music of Tom Petty's that's, you know, there in the yeah. in the archives or the family. Well, didn't they? Didn't his house burn down in California too? And they lost a bunch of that was um, in the eighties, I okay. believe. And he does; he still thought that it was an arson, and oh. they, they never caught the person that did it. Really? But you think of all the memorabilia, all you mm-hmm. know. Luckily, I think all his guitars might have been in. A, um, he used to have them in a like a safe or something, or no, like a well. At the time, I think maybe his recording studio was oh. not on his property gotcha, or something. Gotcha. But um, because he still has that one guitar that's on um, that album that dad has in his office. Full Moon Dam- Fever? Or? No, Damn the Torpedoes. Oh, Damn the Torpedoes. Yeah, yeah he yeah. still has that. Okay. I mean, he still had that um, gotcha. guitar and, and many others. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we only saw him three times in concert. But, but you, got, you saw him at Red Rocks, too. Oh, my gosh. So. That was the year he died. Yeah. So it was, we saw him in... I think it was April or May, and he died that October. Wow. But it was awesome. Yeah. It was so much fun. And then the one that we went to with just, you know, you and Jenny and Abby and Dad yeah. and I. At, we had um, excellent seats. Taco Bell Arena. Taco yeah. Bell Arena. He only had one opener. And who who was it? It was, um, oh, my gosh. Not George Michael. No. No, <laughs> no that's a different concert. Or no, Michael. Uh, no, it was. He's got white hair. Yes. I can't think of what his oh, name is. Oh, gosh. I knew this would happen eh, when I got here. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I'll think of it. I'm dissuading people from using their phones. So we have, yeah. to, we have to try to use our brains. Yeah. Which is hard. It is hard. <laughs> <laughs> think how I feel. <laughs> um, yeah. I just, one of the things I remember from the Tom Petty concert is between every song, the lights would go down and you'd see a little, a little uh, circle of like orange glow. And then the lights would come back on. There'd be like a little bit of smoke. And then about halfway through the next song, you'd kind of smell a little bit of marijuana. Yeah. And it's like, I know <laughs> was, what you're doing on stage. Yeah, because Tom Petty was doing it. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. I'm sure, you know, if he had aches and pains. Yeah. He was just, you know. Yeah, it's too bad. a little bit. Yeah. Didn't they? They found a bunch of fentanyl in his system when he yeah. died. Yeah. Well, he had a he had a fractured hip. Oh, okay. That whole year that he was doing his Jeez. last tour. Yeah. Did, and he, did he fall or something? Or? I don't know what happened. But when I look back on the videos, you know, that we took just with our phones yeah. and him walking around the stage while he's playing, you can tell that he's hurting. Yeah. You know, one of his, um, he's favoring, yeah. you know, the hip. So um, that's just, you know, it's just sad. He also was diagnosed with emphysema. And, I mean, he was a yeah. chain smoker. Yeah. But um, we just... I'm glad that dad has loved him for years. And, yeah. um, well, he definitely passed that love on to us. Yes. And what's incredible about meeting my wife. I mean, we shared a love for Tom Petty too. She was obsessed with Tom Petty before even meeting me. Oh, and wow. So that's something cool that we shared. And then completely other end of the spectrum. Um, there's a group called atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Who, it's a hip hop group. And both of us were obsessed with them before love we met that. each other. So it was kind of cool that we both, not that Tom Petty's obscure, but 
Well, um, not everybody your generation likes, you know, has been exposed to him that I, much. I think a lot of people in my generation don't even know who Tom Petty right. is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe they've heard a couple songs, but yeah, yeah for the most part, they don't know. Yeah. Um, I was watching an old game show on Game Show Network or something, and the answer was Tom Petty. Uh-huh. Like, you know, who who's the head of the Heartbreakers band? Yeah. And, and nobody... all three of the contestants, nothing. Yeah. And I'm screaming at the TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's, Tom Petty. That's how I feel sometimes. Oh my gosh. You know what's funny? You watch, you guys watch Jeopardy yeah. pretty, pretty often. Yeah. When there's three like very intellectual people on mm-hmm. the panel on Jeopardy and there's like questions about American football. And oh my gosh. There was one the other night. Did you see it? It was a repeat. No, no. But nobody knew. Nobody knew. Yeah. The whole category on football, they didn't buzz <laughs> in at all. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Spencer would just be dying. That That's how... Uh, I mean, sometimes I feel like that, like with Star Wars too. If people don't know yeah. obvious things about Star Wars, I kind of, I'm like, how do you not know that? But then I don't realize that they made, people didn't make their mom watch Star Wars with them all the right. time when they were little, right. like we well, like we did. Well, and I find it interesting with you, you were way ahead of the kids in your class, like kindergarten, mm-hmm. because they came out with the trilogy, episodes four, five, and six. Yeah. And we bought it at Target. And you started watching it as a kindergartner. Do do you know that I have, I still like have that memory of when we saw it because they set up those stands and they had, they had it in VHS and it was like a three VHS pack, but they had a TV above it, like playing Star Wars. And I know exactly, I know what the first scene was. It's where Han and Chewie are running away from the stormtroopers in the Death Star. (laughs) And you know how like. Then Han turns around and he's like running, like screaming at him. I, yeah. It was that part. Oh my gosh. That was gosh. like the first thing. And I was like, what is this? And Isn't that funny? You decided to buy it for me. Yeah. So. And the, oh gosh, VHS tape. And we, you watch. watched those a hundred times. Yeah. I think I know the dialogue of all three of those. Just yeah. But that was fun. I mean, I'm glad that uh, you got into it because yeah. then we went to all the oh, opening. newer, yep. yeah, the yep. openings of all the newer movies. Well, yeah, we watched... Um, when episode one came out, I think we were still, I think we were still in California cause that was 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw it in theaters there and then episode two came out, I think 2002 and I saw it, you, I think we saw it at the Egyptian theater downtown with the family. Oh, okay. I don't know if you remember that or not. And then when episode three came out in 2005, I saw it with a couple buddies up at Edwards. So okay. I don't think we saw it together, but we've yeah. seen the last five together that came out yeah yeah (laughs) which is awesome yeah 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 yeah. it's funny uh i was talking to mick lose the other day on the podcast Mm -hmm. and we were just talking about how at a certain point in your life i think you realize like why why would i try to hide things that bring me joy yeah even if you think it's like nerdy or stupid or whatever but if it brings you joy it's not nerdy or stupid you know right and he was talking about there's some some um anime cartoon called Dragon Ball Z that he loves mm. and he said recently him and his wife were like walking through Walmart and they saw Dragon Ball Z toys and he bought one for oh, himself how funny. yeah yeah so, well good for him yeah he should I think that kind of stuff should never go away you no know? Yeah. never yeah ever so <laughs> amen <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh god Abby and I I think Abby and I were talking about um growing up Catholic a little bit on the podcast mm-hmm. but um I mean, obviously us growing up Catholic was a little bit different than you growing up Catholic because yes. we didn't have like nuns in our high school. 
Yeah, we the nuns that were in our high school, I think there were one or two that I didn't have them as teachers that still had habits. They were from a different And a, a habit group. is... Like a uniform. Yeah. Like you know, they like have the their, black. Their hair covered and... Yeah. Yeah. But the, all the other ones were in... I was going to say plain clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a plain clothes nun. <laughs> yeah. But they they had the, I don't know who, you know, if it's the archbishop or somebody that tells them they can now wear in, wear civilian dress or yeah. something. I wonder if it's like if you're newer, you have to wear your habit. No, or, no, yeah. it, it just, it depended on what order, that's the word I needed, that you belong to. And the ones that I grew up in elementary school and then in high school, they were from the St. Joseph's order. Okay. So in elementary school, they all had habits on. Yeah. Um, not every class had a nun that taught that were lay teachers as well. Yeah. And then when I got to sixth grade, um, I had a teacher, sister Joanne, and she was very young and she didn't wear the head covering. She oh. just wore like a black jumper or something. Yeah. Um, but then when I got to high school, I had another sister, Joanne, um, different, and she wore a habit. She was very old school. And yeah. I think she was still from the um, St. Joseph's Order. But one of our um, assistant principals was a female, uh-huh. um, Sister Andreen, and she got to wear, you know, whatever she wanted yeah. and wear makeup and was get her she, hair done. Was and, she scary? Um, she, yeah, she could be. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway... Uh, yeah, so it was very, it was an interesting transition to see that. And then, of course, when I was little, um, they only said mass in Latin. Oh, and before Vatican II happened. Correct. When, and, and Vatican II was 1960-something? I think I was in fourth grade, yeah. Okay. So um, maybe like 67 or something like that. Okay, that's so Yeah, bizarre. and the other thing, too, is that the priest, when he would say mass, he faced away from the congregation. Oh. So, so you saw the back of them, the whole mass. And so that was different too. Would they still do, gosh, I, I forget all the terminology cause I haven't been to mass in a long time, yeah. but you know, after, after communion and stuff, how he gives his, oh, sermon sermon. That's like he, before communion. Oh, that's before communion. Yeah. So did he still do that? Like in English back then? Yes. Or? They would do it in English. Okay. But, um, yeah, the rest of like. Like all the offerings and stuff was yeah. Latin. And then the responses were, the only thing I remember was Ecum Spiri 220. It's to me sounds like a phone number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one time I, re- and I do. What's your re- phone number? Ecum Spiri 220. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I remember this because you know I have a really good memory. Yeah. But I was little and we had come out of mass and we went to a store, like a, I don't know if it was a grocery store or something. And I was running up and down the aisle screaming Ecum Spiri 220. <laughs> I think, you know, boom, on down or finally like, get over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still remember, uh, like, in el, in el Chelsea Deo oh, or whatever. yeah. I don't know. Some of the Latin Inex- songs mm-hmm. that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's almost like they, didn't they kind of go through a Vatican III type thing recently? I mean, they didn't quite call it that. But they, I, didn't, I didn't go to mass for a while. And then I went again one time. And like all the responses were different yes. from when I was in high school. Yeah. yeah. And so that was around the time, I don't know what year it was, but I was taking Dana to mass yeah, um, yeah. a few years ago. And um, yeah, they had little pamphlets, luckily in the pew because to I could you. never, yeah, because I had been ingrained with, you know, just the memorization of what we used to say. So Dana 
started to lose her memory a little bit towards the end of her life. Were you still taking her to mass when she had like was on a cognitive decline? Um, a little bit. Did but, she handle the mass changes well? Because I feel like if she no. had been going to mass for 80 years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, she was standing. She would stand there and then I would like tap her and hand her a little pamphlet uh-huh. so that she could read. But she was very, it was very confusing for her. Yeah, I bet. Um, yeah. And then, you know, after a while, it just, I couldn't take her anymore. Yeah. Um, not, <laughs> that sounded terrible. I couldn't take her anymore. Take her to mass. To mass. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I couldn't, you know what that means. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. take you anymore. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it was just not, yeah, and it just she, wasn't good. So towards the end of her life, I, I feel like she actually went to one of the best assisted living places yes. in Boise, yeah. uh, Meadow Lakes. Yes. Um, but did they have mass services for them there? They had communion. Okay. I think every Wednesday they would um, have a service where a deacon from... Um, Holy Apostles came okay. and like had a couple readings and yeah. then gave them communion. And the thing was from her assisted living, she had to tr- like go over to the independent living area. Yeah. And so um, some of the very nice ladies that worked there, ladies and men that worked there would, would take her over there yeah. as much as they could. And then after a while it just, she, you know, she yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, what was it? Father Frazier came over there with me and dad and Aunt Jan. Uh, it was on a Wednesday and Dana d- died on a Sunday. Okay. But I wanted him to... Let last right or what is it called? One of the... Well, um, just anointing of the sick. Or anointing, okay, yeah. And yeah. Um, to give her communion. And she perked up. She said the Our <laughs> Father with him. She teased him about his long sermons. Yeah. She went on and on. And wow. I'm looking at her, but a lot of times that happens to people. It happened to Boompa too a couple of days before he died. He, It's like they wake up and... It's like their last ditch. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I, it's think, just I think you've compared this to... I don't want to compare Dana to our dog, but... You said when you took our dog to put her down, oh, she, Molly. Like, she like perked up and she was like sprinting around and yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, then you feel bad because like, no, really, she does have tumors and she can't see yeah, her here. You have to explain it to the vet <laughs> yeah. when you get there. You're like, no, I promise. Like, she's not happy. <laughs> well, I met dad at the vet's office that day because I was coming from work and it was like my lunch hour. And so dad brought Molly in the car. Yeah. She was our yellow lab that was 16 years old. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I can't believe that. But she left a surprise in the back of the car for dad. So <laughs> Just, <laughs> she had the last hurrah. Yeah, screw you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clean uh, that up. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Molly. I just, I remember having, um, before our senior years at Bishop Kelly, we would do a service trip. And so all three of us kids did a service trip to Mexico. And our service trip, we went to uh, Tijuana, and there were two kind of teams that would split up. So a bunch of teachers would go with 20 students to one area, and then a bunch of teachers would go to 20 or with 20 other students to a different area of Tijuana. And our group, we were, I, I just remember this, we were the Cacahuetes, which means peanuts oh, in Spanish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was the name of our team. Oh, but we, we had one of our meetings at our house before we, we left, and yes. Molly was running down the stairs or trying to get down the stairs, and she fell and like, <laughs> 
slid? I don't know. She slid down the stairs, but I remember we had like an end table with pictures on it and stuff. And she fell down the stairs and hit that table and like all the pictures <laughs> fell down. <laughs> yeah, I think she slid like she she got going and couldn't stop. Yeah, and then yeah. when she hit the floor, she went flying. Well, I remember Zach Forrester asked me at one point. He's like, hey, is, when are you guys going to put your dog down? <laughs> oh, you know, I just kept thinking. I remember talking to a friend of ours and he said, yeah, our, our golden, you know, had cancer. And he said, don't be surprised if your dog goes and hides under a oh, bush somewhere in your yeah. yard because that's what his dog had done. Yeah. So I kept waiting, I kept waiting, and she wouldn't she wouldn't pass go on her own. Yeah. And um, her birthday was coming up. I thought, this <laughs> is a better story Let's to get say. Her to that. 16. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it was sort of funny too because she was just a year younger than you, almost exactly a year younger than you. Yeah. So I mean she was around your life uh, yeah, your the whole whole life until you were almost out of high school. That was so. our only pet, I guess, right? Growing yeah. up. Yeah. We didn't have anything else. Yeah. No Dad cats. and I had a couple others, but before you guys were born. Yeah. What were the, you guys had two golden retrievers, or not golden retrievers, two yellow, yellow labs. labs. Bert and Oliver. Bert and Oliver. And they, did they die before I was born or? We gave them away to two different people. Cause, okay. Yeah. Um, Oliver was, something was wrong with Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> he was sort of the runt and then just. Mentally, he wasn't really a lab. I don't know what was. Yeah. Bert was really good, but he got a little aggressive when we were building that first house and um, he was on the lot and I don't know, he just got sort of um, territorial or something. Oh. And so we thought I was pregnant with Jenny and yeah. I thought, I don't know that we could have him around. And then you guys didn't have another dog until Molly. Well, no, then we or... got a dog named Ruffian. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Ruffian was excellent. Ruffian um, was a couple years old. She was a yellow lab and the owner, it's so funny because it was in the paper in the classifieds. He was, he, you know, wrote all this stuff about her, but he, and he said $50. And I thought, you know, for a AKC, um, what is that? Like a, like a purebred American or? kennel club. Oh, yeah. Oh, purebred, okay. you know, um, dog obedience trained the whole bit. So yeah. we, we went over, um, to his condo. What had happened is he was moving into a condo and didn't have a yard anymore. And he mm -hmm. said, I just put $50 in the ad because I thought if somebody's willing to at least pay for her. Yeah. And as we were sitting there, just, you know, just sort of meeting the dog and talking to him, his little toddler, was standing by the dog. The dog was sitting and the toddler put the dog's ear in the, in the toddler's mouth and bit down on the dog's ear. Uh -huh. The dog didn't even flinch. The dog just moved and laid down someplace Whoa. else. And I thought, okay, this is a really good dog. Yeah. It's going to be good with kids. Yeah. And she was really, really good, but she started escaping out of our yard. He had also, once he obedience trained her, he then um, started taking her to jumping school. So she was jumping, getting out of our block wall, what? walled in backyard. Yeah. Why do they teach dogs how to jump? I don't know. I think, I don't know. Is that like know. a military dog thing or like a police dog thing or something? Well, it sort of is. Or, you know, have you ever seen those, like when they have obstacle courses? Oh yeah. So I think he was just trying to keep her busy. But yeah. one time I was coming down in one of the houses we lived in, in, um, this neighborhood, it had a big picture window at the, excuse me, the landing uh -huh. coming down the stairs. Uh -huh. And you could see in the neighbor's backyard. <laughs> and those neighbors in that neighborhood, 
didn't have kids. Their lawn and their yard was immaculate. Yeah. They hated the little kids in the neighborhood. Yeah. I'm walking down holding you or Abby in my arms and I see our dog Ruffian <laughs> in their backyard. And it had rained maybe the day before. Tearing up the yard. Just paw prints of, you know, mud yeah. all over their patio. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, now we got to go over and get our dog back. Yeah, like tell him. Yeah. yeah. And then the lady says, oh, it's not the first time your dog's been in our yard. And I'm <laughs> oh like, <my> God. <laughs> why didn't you tell us? He would just hop over and hang out over there <laughs> yeah, and then, then hop, hop back. back. Over. Yeah. I remember um, one night when we were living up, uh, we lived off the corner of Eagle and Chinden, and Molly escaped one mm. night. And I mean, she would take off every now and again, and we'd have to go try to yeah. get her. But one time she ended up like a couple neighborhoods over, right? She was across Chinden yeah. in um, those houses there. And we stopped looking for her a little after midnight. Yeah. And at about 4.30 in the morning, we got a phone call. <laughs> and um, it was somebody that lived over there. And he had gotten her that, like, after midnight, he saw her walking around, and then he kept her in his house until the morning. Yeah. But he didn't want to call us that late in the night, so he, he was a plumber, I think, so he got up early for work yeah. and said that he would, um, he'd wait till you know, he was leaving for work, which is 4.30. That's pretty early yeah. to call, but at the same time, we were glad he did, yeah. you know, obviously. Um, yeah. And uh, so we went across the way and got her. And yeah. oh my gosh, that was, I, I can't believe she didn't get hit on Chinden running yeah. across. Yeah. But um, yeah, and she, I she do... was a wanderer. She lived a, like a free spirit. <laughs> and she liked uh, tearing uh, the molding off of doors. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. She didn't like to be. She didn't like to be locked in the garage. <laughs> no. It was like, what am I going to do with her? Yeah. 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 Um, well, what else? What, uh, so you and dad had plans to travel, which fell through because of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, but you were planning on going to Europe. Yes. To go on a, was it Viking? It was, yeah, Royal Viking. A Royal Viking cruise mm -hmm. on the Danube, right? Right. So. Um, we would have been getting back like this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. But you guys have been to Germany a couple times before with Aunt Jill. We were there just once and then went to a couple, a um, little bit of France and Luxembourg when we were with her and yeah. Netherlands. So it was, I know you said a few times, like you guys were flying into Prague and then you were going to go to, is, did it start in Rotterdam or something or? Oh gosh, I'm so bad. Dad knows. I, I forgot. Well, I think you were flying into Prague and you were going to spend a couple days right. there before the cruise started. Right. And then we, it was like point A to point B. And then at point B, we were going to spend some more time yeah. on the, you know, tail end of the, okay. the cruise. Yeah. yeah. And I can't remember what, what city that was. I yeah, I don't know where it ends up, the Viking cruise, but yeah, because there's it's funny. I we've been to Europe a couple times now, yeah. um, and I've been there three times, and it's so funny when you go to those big cities where the Danube goes through. You always see those huge Viking cruise lines, and yeah. it's kind of cool because they stop there, and your hotel room is on the cruise line, but they stop and they let you go explore the city. And I don't know how long. I mean, do you know how long it was going to stay like in Budapest? I don't more, know. More than one night? Might have been. Yeah. Budapest was the other one. That, I think the other city we were going to stay. No? So maybe it ended at Budapest. Yeah. Started in near Prague in Germany and then... Yeah. Okay. I think it was... Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah. And it... But they're not as big as... I mean, it's know, not like a big cru cruise Yeah, ships. it's not a cruise ship. But like, Debbie and I have watched some of the videos of those 
Danube cruises, and it's like it seems very schwanky. Like I don't know, Debbie and I wouldn't pay for it right now. Right. You know, we kind of right. like doing the yeah gorilla travel in a rental car and try to find the which is awesome the dingy Airbnbs. But you guys, you guys well, don't like traveling like that right now. Well, no, but I mean we did that in Ireland with yeah. Aunt Jill, and that was awesome. Yeah, you know to drive around and you know plot where we were gonna stay or look at you know looking at that lighthouse on the southern coast of ireland it's the oldest working lighthouse in the world whoa yeah dang yeah but just that kind of thing or going through the countryside or yeah um and you did you guys stay at stay at like bed and breakfast yes too Mm -hmm. which i've heard a ton about like irish bed and breakfasts where like little old couples kind of run them themselves yeah there there were or um there was a couple like on uh, the island of Dingle. They were um, <laughs> they <laughs> were around our funny. age. I know. Yeah, that's where Star Wars was filmed. Dingle. Mm-hmm. Oh, the the newer ones. The right? newer ones. Yeah, those... yeah. with uh, Mark Hamill. Yeah, the Luke. Old Mark Hamill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, we had a re- couple reservations, and other than that, we just stopped and did it asked on the fly. If they... Yeah. Yeah. And it was great to have Aunt Jill because she's a world traveler. And, yeah. Um, yeah. She told me she, she's the one that made me feel better about going to the middle East, like mm. with, with my wife, Debbie. Um, Cause Jill spent a ton of time. I don't know if she spent a ton of time. She spent like four or five days in Israel yes. by herself yeah. while Bob was flying somewhere else. Yeah. Uncle Bob was flying somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just said like, there's some rules you have to follow, but for the most part, it's like being in a European city. Yeah. And I know she went to Jordan by herself too, mm-hmm. which I mean, once you start to venture outside of Israel, I mean, I've never been to that part of the world, but it seems like it could maybe get a little scary. But yeah. I mean, Jill said it was, it felt super safe the whole time she was there. Yeah. So yeah, you just have to be smart Yeah. and not go off into, you know, yeah. The, you, uh, yeah, get yourself into some trouble. The rainforest or whatever there. <laughs> do they have rainforest there? Probably uh, not. But, but I mean, like into the wilderness, you don't do that in yeah, hiking I, around because yeah. some people got, they got captured because they were on the border. This was a few years ago. It was, I think, three young people in their 20s and they were hiking. Where'd they, where'd they go? Or do you know what country well, it was in? It was near Iran and oh. something. Oh, were they Amer? Or they were like Swedish girls? No, or something? Th- no, they were American. They're I think American. it was a gal and two guys or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's been a while ago. And they didn't know that they they had... didn't know they had crossed the border yeah. because they were hiking or yeah. climbing a mountain. And you just have to be really careful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know you were a little nervous when uh, my oldest sister, your first daughter, went to Africa for the first oh, time. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well. Northern Africa. Yeah, Northern Africa, yeah. Morocco, which yeah. is, I mean, it's like a Muslim majority country, but it's not like, I mean, just because it's that doesn't make it, you know, right. scary or anything. No. It's like, it is kind of like a, like a European city-ish, but I know when you look on the travel advisories, there's a lot of, I don't know, warnings about people groping women or right. like, you know, pickpockets too, which happens in every big city, but yeah. I don't know. Just Yeah, I was... I mean, Andrew is smart. Jenny's smart. Yeah. But even that, I think it was the ride from the airport when that guy picked up another oh. guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, When yeah. they told us when they got home, I was like, ooh. But um, I didn't realize until they got home that 
that is a destination for a lot of Spaniards and, yeah. and, um, you know, they go there for the weekend or whatever. So there's a lot of tourists there. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so it made me feel a little better when, you know, once yeah. I found that out. Well, when, when Debbie and I were kind of off the beaten path, like we went to Serbia and Bosnia and, mm. you know, some places in the hills in Croatia that felt much safer to me than being like walking around Prague at night, like going down alleyways. It was like, that felt way scarier being in a big city than, you know, being in these small towns and, wow. you know, yeah. the Balkans. Yeah. So, well, uh, one day I'm hoping to go, dad and I going on an African safari. Yeah. Um, we were hoping next year, but this year's travel plans got yeah. X'd and I don't know what we're going to do next year or if we, even if we can travel or. So are you guys going to talk to some friends? I know like, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of their names, but uh, Bishop Kelly family, they've gone to South Africa a few times mm. and gone on safaris. Um, do you have people that you're talking to? Or yeah. Who, yeah. Who? Well, um, Tom and Sue Reyes went. Oh, okay. So I would talk to them and then I was thinking of talking to Carlo. Oh yeah. 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 yeah they, and then dad I, knows a realtor. She's been a few times. Okay. Um, you should talk to Carlo because yeah. his, I don't know if you listened to that episode, I did, but his sister got married on yeah. a game reserve, which sounds awesome. Yeah. I just want to see animals in their natural environment, even if it's on a game reserve or something, you yeah. know, just, uh, I just think that would be so cool. Yeah. Um, you just made me think of uh, traveling to Yellowstone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wasn't that so much fun? Oh, yeah. It was awesome. That was the best trip. And seeing Buffalo mm-hmm. and stuff. And if one car is pulled over on the highway and, like, you're pretending like you're looking, you can get, like, 10 other cars to stop. And you're yeah. like, we, we saw a black bear. And then yeah. everyone tries to look for it. Yeah. 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 But. Yeah, that was that was amazing. That was a very fun trip with yeah. you kids and. I don't think Debbie's been to Yellowstone. So we've been talking about going there together. Yeah. It's only five hour drive to West Yellowstone from here. Yeah. And we, Debbie and I drove up to Glacier National Park two Mm. years ago for a half marathon. Yeah. And it was, it was early summer. It was like late spring, early summer. And they hadn't opened up the whole highway yet. So we got to go into the park a little bit, but we didn't go to go get to go see the, um, whatever they call it, the highway to the sun or oh, you, you and dad. Have we there, did right? that. Yeah. yeah. With yeah. Scott and Patty. Yeah. Yeah. We've had some great trips with them. Yeah. To some, uh, uh, national parks. Yeah. Yeah. Zion and, and, and you guys went arches. to, uh, yeah. Zion arches and you went and saw what's this? Oh, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore recently, yeah. right? Yeah. Did you fly there? Yeah. We flew into, um, Rapid City. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then drove. Yeah. And then just drove around and, went to um uh the badlands and, oh, okay uh, there's just it's just beautiful country yeah yeah and that's a part of the united states that we haven't spent much time in debbie debbie was born in oklahoma her parents moved up to boise um when she right around when she was 10 too so kind of like our family yeah and then um she went back to oklahoma for college two years of college and then got into the nursing program at bsu so mm-hmm. she's been she spent some time in oklahoma but I mean, I, I guess I didn't realize until I looked on a map, Oklahoma is like kind of part of the South. Like I, yeah. I didn't realize like how far down there it is, but that middle part of the country, like North Dakota, South Dakota, um, even some of the Midwest, I haven't spent any time in those right. places. Right. And I'd like to go see, you know, like Nebraska and Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It'd be fun to visit all 50 States eventually. That's on our, on our list of things to do. Which is so, awesome. Yeah. And yeah. she's, she's been to a lot more Southern States than I have. Cause she played soccer in Oklahoma and their conference oh. was 
I mean, they traveled to every single state in the South. Wow. So. Yeah. So she's been maybe to more states than you have. She's been to like probably 10 more states than I have. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a, I don't know, playing in the mountain West. It's not like we traveled to that many different places. No, because you're in the mountain West. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) I don't even know. Wyoming, Idaho, Nevada, Utah, California. I mean, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like. Yeah. Yeah. Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii. I always joke that like, I mean, I I think that this is true to a certain extent, but way back in the day when they first set up the states on the east side, it's like, you know, they couldn't travel that far and and they got, you know, Rhode Island's super tiny, Virginia's small. I mean, obviously like DC is tiny too, but then once they started expanding west, it's like, uh, just draw a square (laughs) and that's going to be Colorado. (laughs) Like exactly. a big square. <laughs> well, it's amazing how how big the states are as you get further west. Yeah. Because they were like, oh, forget it. Just, yeah, yeah like well, you say. Like how diverse the state of Idaho is. It's not like, like you go to Idaho and, you know, there's desert, there's mountains, mm-hmm. there's some forests, Yellowstone's in part of it. And the same with California too. Yeah. Like you think California and you think, oh, beaches, Los Angeles. But the whole northern part of California is yeah. redwood forests. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's so close to Oregon that Northern, like the Northern California coast is like the Oregon coast. Right. Right. Yeah. Very much so. And, you know, we did a lot of traveling in California and I think if we did that back East, we would have gone through 15 states. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, So Debbie and I went down and visited California recently and we went to, we went and saw your house that you grew up in, Mm Bupandana's house, which we've, I've been to a million times because- Obviously, we grew up down there, um, but you told us to go to a, a, f- a few different places, um, but there we were driving down Highway 1, like through Malibu and stuff, and I think you told me about camping with Boompa and Dana out there. Oh, in Leo Carrillo. In Leo Carrillo? Yeah. yeah we stopped there. And... Without Boompa. Boompa didn't, he didn't oh. like to camp. Oh, really? So he would, um, we'd like reserve a spot for the week in, a, in the summer and a whole bunch of families, you know, from the neighborhood or church or whatever, or yeah. school did the same week. And so it was really, really fun. And then Boompa would, he was working and he'd come down to Leo Carrillo for dinner, Yeah, you know, in his suit, <laughs> take his coat off and his tie off. And, um, and then he'd have dinner and visit with us. And then he'd go back to the house and spend, <laughs> spend the night. The night at the house. <laughs> That's awesome. Not in a sleeping bag. Yeah, it's not like you're that far off the beaten path when you can't no. camp in Southern California. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't, it wasn't that far from the house, but it was, yeah. it was pretty funny. Um, so when, when dad got on the fire department, where were you guys living when you first got married? When you first got married, when you got married, <laughs> not the first time. You mean, you mean my first husband? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, when we got married, we moved out to Canyon country, Okay. which was out by Saugus, New Hall. Um, Is that North of LA? North. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause the, the price of houses were cheaper and we just thought, Oh, let's buy a new house. And yeah. we only stayed out there about a year before dad said, Hey, how about if we build a house out in Ventura County? Um, he had an eye on this development that had lots. And, um, so we ended up moving, he had a little rental house in Reseda yeah. and we ended up moving from Canyon country to Reseda so we could pay off the lot in Ventura. Okay. Um, before we started building because the fire department, um, credit union would give you a loan for construction but you had to have the lot paid off. Oh, okay. So we just, I was working um, full time um, at 
then. And um, so we just tried to pay it off as fast as we could. And then we moved out to Ven Ventura County, Newberry Park, where we built our first house. And we uh, lived in a mobile home on the property. And you guys stayed in Ventura County for like how long? 25 years? Mm. Or 20 years? Uh, uh, not quite. Or 18 maybe. Yeah. yeah. But so you lived in Newberry Park. And then we went out to Moore Park. Moore Park. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you guys never lived in like Thousand Oaks then? No. Okay. Newberry Park actually is part of the city of Thousand Oaks, which is weird. Oh, it's I just like a, like a neighborhood. Yeah. It's sort of funny. See, that's what I always, they whenever Debbie and I go to these, that. yeah, when, whenever we go to these big cities, like Seattle's like this, um, Dallas is like this, LA is like this. There's all these different little neighborhoods in greater Los Angeles, but right. they do have their own police forces and their own yes. like mayors and stuff. Yeah. Well, the city of Los Angeles, yeah, has tons of um, cities within itself. Yeah. And then the county of Los Angeles, I mean, that's even bigger. Mm -hmm. But I remember when dad was working and he'd say, oh, we had a call with county guys or whatever. You so know? you'd kind of both show up, like it'd be like crossover jurisdiction. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So, um, yeah, we, um, I'm trying to think. So we moved out to the lot around 85. Oh, okay. And yeah, so we weren't, we were in Ventura County, County, Newberry Park and Moore Park. And then moving back to that other house in Moore Park, that was almost 15 years, I okay. guess, gotcha. before we moved to Idaho. Gotcha. Yeah. So, and you said you were working full time when you guys first did that. Yeah. What was your job? Because we were going to talk about this. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I was a legal secretary. Oh, yeah. Versus an illegal secretary. <laughs> legal but, secretary. I worked for law firms. And, um, and you, you rubbed shoulders with some famous people. I did. At these law firms. I did. Um, one of the firms I worked at, the attorney I was working for, he was corporate law. Mm -hmm. But they also did entertainment attorney there. Uh, entertainment attorney. And entertainment law. Yeah. So, you know, you'd be walking down the hall and you'd see somebody walking towards you and you're thinking, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like Robert Redford. Yeah. And I think you told me your knees got weak when my you saw My knees it. got weak. I never <laughs> knew what that meant. And I, and I didn't want to act like an idiot. But then he, he, he sort of looked at me and looked away and then went back. And I think he was using the restroom or something because he came out of his attorney's office and went right back into yeah. it. But, um, and Butch Cassidy, I've always loved that movie. And Paul Newman was my guy. Yeah. But if you see Robert Redford in the flesh, it's not too bad. I think Robert Redford is one of the most handsome dudes of all yes. time. <laughs> oh, and this was like the late 70s. So maybe it had been 10 years after Butch. He looks like Brad Pitt, but more handsome than Brad yeah. Pitt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then, you know, Nick Nolte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look at, he was a client. And you look at pictures of him like years ago, he, he was good looking. He's a good looking guy, but now he's like, now his, he's, his voice is all messed up and his <laughs> eyes are crossed. <laughs> and his hair's all whacked out. And <laughs> Yeah. And then um, Richard Dreyfus was in this one attorney's office and I had to bring paperwork into them. Yeah. And he was on stage. He was performing right by the window. And he was, I mean, I totally ignored him. I just went in and handed, you know, paperwork to this attorney. Was he, was he practicing something or was he like, no, he was I just doing he was, performative? Yeah, I think 
sometimes actors need a little pat on the back or they like to be <laughs> the center of attention. Yeah. Some are very shy. Yeah. But um, yeah. And then um, like Farrah, Farrah Fawcett came in and I don't know if you know who Peter Strauss is or Peter York. It sounds familiar. Um, us gals, all of us secretaries had to relieve the receptionist for her lunch. Uh-huh. Lunch hour. So we would take turns and be up at the reception desk and answering phones and greeting clients. Yeah. And they would come in and I'm just like, you know, you don't want to act like. Yeah. 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 So. Um, but and, don't you think it's weird? Like if you were somebody who's as famous as Robert Redford and you walk into like a like kind of a high class you know, legal office and there's a young gal there. Robert Redford's probably like, this chick knows who I am. (laughs) Well, and it was funny because Peter Strauss, you have to look him up. Okay. Um, He had been in this mini series called Rich Man, Poor Man, which Nick Nolte was in that as well. Was he Like years before. What's the movie? um, Oh my gosh. Who directed The Shining? Oh, um... (laughs) I can't think of it now. Oh my gosh. But the movie, the movie about world war two where the crazy scientist is like writing the bomb that they dropped. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, I don't know if he was in that. that. Peter Strauss is the main guy, but okay. Sorry. Sorry. He, he had just been in a movie called the Jericho mile based on a true story. Okay. And, um, it was a like made for TV movie. So it was on, you know, regular channel, whatever. Yeah. And, then he had done a couple other things like miniseries. So when he came in and I was sitting at that desk and he leans his head in and he says, oh, oh Peter Strauss for Russell Goldsmith or whoever the yeah. attorney was. And I, w- I wanted to say, I know who you are, yeah. but you know, you don't. You go, okay, you know, I'll let him know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Cheryl Teagues, okay. she was a supermodel. Okay. You have to look her up. Okay. She used to be on the swimsuit edition of Sports <laughs> Illustrated. She was married to a guy who was in a foreign country when this happened, he got caught with cocaine. Uh-oh. And so they were trying to negotiate and get him back to the United States. Yeah. Um, they ended up getting divorced once he got back. I, there was probably some other issues, but um, I do remember that um, one of the attorneys thought it would be, he thought it was funny. He was teasing the attorney representing the cokehead guy. Yeah. Um, and he had put sweetener, in a, oh my, like rolled no it up and then way. handed it to him and he goes oh, could you help me whatever he said it was it was just yeah. pretty funny um and then one time she wasn't a client julie andrews but us gals were all getting off at five you know in the afternoon and we got on the elevator and julie andrews got on no way from another office yeah and i wanted to sing the sound of music the hills are alive <laughs> in the worst way yeah but I just didn't do it yeah. because I thought she'd probably look me up and down. and Yeah, I'd be like, oh, my God, not another what one. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so that was pretty fun. And then um, I went to another firm in that area. It's called Century City. It's all attorneys and accountants and whatever. It's near Santa Monica. I feel like, doesn't Tom Petty have a song called Century City? I think he has something re- referring to, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so the last job I had before I stopped working when I had Jenny, um, I worked for labor law attorneys and they broke off from a bigger firm and moved into Beverly Hills. Yeah. And um, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, I can't shop at Rodeo Drive or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I can't afford that. But um, 
you know, sometimes I would just get out and walk around and it was weird being in Beverly Hills because you would see people you knew, but you didn't like, I wouldn't run up to them, yeah, you know, yeah. and they weren't our clients. We didn't have famous labor law clients, but yeah. um, it was just sort of fun. Like you walk past someone and go, oh my gosh, that was so-and-so. Yeah. But you, you know, you want to be all cool. And um, Okay. I have a couple things to say about Beverly Hills, but yeah. are, are you done with your beer? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to move on to the next one. Okay. Okay. So this is this is a vintage. It's called O'Doul's. <laughs> it's got point zero five percent. Oh yeah, it says less than point zero five percent. I don't think I've ever actually tried O'Doul's. It's Anheuser Busch. God, a- Abby and I were talking about how Anheuser Busch owns everything. They do. They bought Coors. Coors is they owned, did. Yeah, they're owned by Anheuser. Didn't Busch. they buy Ten Barrel? And they bought Ten Barrel. Wow. And then cheers. Pro- cheers. Um, <laughs> they. We were also looking up. I mean, I don't know if you and dad or like your high school friends have you guys drank super cheap beer back in the day oh yes what what kind of beer did you guys drink oh like miller high life was that oh, cheap? yeah yeah we, the, the champagne of beers <laughs> <laughs> but we used to drink oh the screw off um strawberry hill wine i don't oh. even know if you could call it wine it's it, it's like a mad dog 2020 like that kind of like uh, i don't know oh Oh gosh! What's it called? Um, I don't even think we put it in cups. like malt liquor kind of stuff. Yeah, you yeah. just like. I mean, it wasn't fizzy. Oh, it wasn't. No. Oh, so it was I mean, like... it looked like it. It was in a wine bottle. It had a screw off top. Oh, uh, gotcha. Um, that and there was another one, peach, peach hill, peach, peach something. Yeah, I remember. I just remember Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. That's like the cheap wine stuff you can get at the gas station. Oh, but yeah. I don't think it's actually wine. I think it's just like sugary grape flavored stuff right with this booze in it yeah yeah this was probably the same way it's just so funny because um we were telling you about that place called altadena dairy uh-huh it was like a convenience store it was open on both sides but you could also like get out of your car go in there or you just drove up and the guy come came out and you just said i need a gallon of milk and of this and of that yeah and, okay and then they bag it up for you and take your money you don't have to get out of your car yeah and so there were kids from our high school that worked there. And so on Friday nights, you'd get, well, you tell them your order throughout the week. And then yeah. on Friday night, you'd go by there, you'd pay them. Yeah. But they have all our booze in these brown paper bags That's with the awesome. names on it. And I'm thinking, <laughs> wow, that was bad. Yeah, yeah, eh, whatever. Eh. I feel like kids, no, like no matter what era, right? I think kids always do stupid stuff. Right. And there's... And you try and get away with it. And Something about drinking alcohol that every kid ever wants to right. drink alcohol. Right. Um, okay, so so back to Beverly Hills. When Debbie and I were down there, uh, we were in there down there in March. We drove around Beverly Hills, and it's like it's weird because there's no homeless people. Like I don't know if mm. they ship the homeless people out of Beverly Hills because there's a ton of homeless people like down the road a little bit. Yeah. Um, there's signs everywhere that says no smoking and no vaping. which I don't know how they're allowed to enforce that in Beverly Hills and Beverly Hills has their own cops. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we were just, what I think is bizarre about it is none of the neighborhoods are gated. Like you can just drive around and see famous people's houses. Right. There's some more in like Bel Air or up in the Hills or like where Sharon Tate lived and stuff that they would have like maybe a, a gate across individual properties Uh or maybe if they've, by now, I don't know, maybe there's like little mini developments that have a gate for the whole development or something. Yeah. Um, we Well, Debbie and I drove all the way up to Sharon Tate's house yeah. too, which is whenever we're in places like that, I'm like, 
okay, we just watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I want to go see what it looks like up there. And I don't know if they actually filmed some of that movie like on that street, but it looks very accurate to how it looks yeah. up there. But I know that, that they tore the house down maybe in the 80s or 90s oh, they or did? something. And oh, they rebuilt. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it, it looks totally different up there. That would be really hard to buy that house after all that yeah, happened. That'd be weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would want to just like uh, OJ's house. They tore that down. Oh, people really? that bought it. Yeah. Not that there were murders going on inside, but it was just a really bad time. Yeah, something that's the, like tied to tied to like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. There's yeah. so much like mystique about the Hollywood area. Like so much stuff has happened in that area. Right. I don't know. It's just, it was, it was weird driving through those neighborhoods and just, I don't know. Like you said, so many famous people live there. Tom Petty moved to LA, you know, from yeah. Gainesville, Florida to start his career there. Yeah. And like how many people moved to LA to try to start their right. careers? Well, and somebody told me, I think it was Carl, because he was in the music business, a friend of ours from high school that lives across the street from us. Now, um, just the percentage, like how many people try and make it big. Yeah. And the percentage of who does, a lot of it is luck. I mean, you have to be talented, but a lot of it is luck and you're there at the right time. Well, how many, I know so many talented musicians that when I've seen people play the drums and play guitar and it's like, you should be famous and maybe yeah. they just did it at the wrong time. They hit their peak at the wrong time or yeah. um, weren't living in the right place or just didn't know the right people. Yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah, we, I knew, uh, they were a singing group. It was four siblings that had come out from, they were originally from Minnesota and then moved to Denver and then came out to the LA area. Cause they wanted to, they were sort of like lounge music in a way. Uh-huh. Um, but they had a manager and they had performances here and there and they were there for probably six, seven, eight years in and LA never, and never, never made it. No. And I thought they were very talented. You Gosh. know, at the time I worked with one of the gals, I mean, they all had full-time jobs and then they do their singing thing and yeah. they just couldn't get a break. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's gotta be hard. I don't know if that's what you set your mind to do and you know that there's that high a failure rate. Just like being an actor. Yes. Like how many auditions do these young actors sit through and they're trying to get just one commercial? Right. It's like, oh my gosh, if I get the Jack in the Box commercial, then it's going to open up all these doors mm-hmm. for me. Um, and I listen to a podcast. I think I've told you. I listen to a podcast uh, called The Fighter and the Kid. And one of the guys that is one of the hosts, Brian Callen, he's always had kind of small bit parts in movies. And he's all, like had some bit parts on shows. But he said he like originally made it big first from a TV commercial and he's a comic too. So he's always like meeting people at the comedy clubs. Mm -hmm. And then um, he finally got a show called the Goldbergs where, I mean, he was like the PE coach on it. And then they did a spinoff called Schooled, which was just about the school from the Goldbergs. And so he had like, he finally made it, but he's like almost 60 years old. Right. And so it's like, okay, it took you that long to, for your dream to be realized. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. Did um, dad tell you we were watching big little lies? No. Um, one, oh, that's one of the, the show. Okay. Yeah, one of the did. characters in it, dad went to elementary school. Oh, no with, way. In Reseda. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. His name is, I forget his name is Marty something. He changed his last name. Is that the guy that would flick dad's ears? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but he's been in a couple of things, but 
all of a sudden, you know, when we were watching it yeah. last week, he's like, oh my gosh, there's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so then we pulled out dad's elementary school pictures and we were looking the kid up. Yeah. I don't know what high school he went to. He didn't go to our high school. St. Genevieve's. Yeah. Yeah. St. Jean Vieve. St. Jean Vieve. Yeah. Did you name Jenny after St. Genevieve's? In a way, I really like the name Jenny or Ginny, G-I-N-N-Y. Yeah. Um, but there were so many Jennifers, and then I started thinking, oh, we should name her Genevieve. You yeah. know, that would be sort of special, and yeah. Um, and we could call her Jenny. Yeah. With a G. That's cool. So, um, yeah, it's yeah. sort of fun to. It's got to be hard have. picking names for kids. Well, yeah. I mean, was it hard for you guys? Or did yeah, because always... I had a ton of them, and then Dad would say, "Oh, I don't like that. That reminds me of a kid that was a brat in our, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that lived down the road or the street from us, or yeah. something." So, um, I always joke. I know, it, I, obviously, it's a joke, but like, I feel like all of our names we sound like um, <laughs> people from the Oregon Trail who like show up in <laughs> San Francisco to start mining, and it's like. I'm William Gerard Gerke, and this is my wife, Lisa Marilyn. <laughs> Here are my children, Genevieve Elizabeth and Abigail Marie. <laughs> it, just, it sounds like a cowboy thing. That's but, so funny. Yeah, and I I don't know. When I was thinking that, I was picturing, you know how you do those old-timey cowboy pictures, wherever we did those. Oh, like yeah, the Western. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which um, I feel like every family does it who has a kid my age like debbie's parents <laughs> did it with their kids too yeah. yeah one of those was um the earlier one was in old sacramento okay um they had an old-time photo place there but then the more recent one was in uh yellowstone okay yeah gotcha so those are the two and then dad and i did it two other times before we had kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's like why <laughs> No, Somebody's got some old cowboy memorabilia. They're like, I'll just start taking pictures and charging for it. <laughs> and then I'd always tell dad, don't smile in it. People didn't smile. You know, oh, yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Yeah. That's um, pretty funny. I feel like we, we got to do a lot of fun stuff as kids. Um, I think because we lived in Southern California, but like going to Lake Topaz um, and then going to Disneyland all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, I feel like we did super well, fun Well, and to- stuff. Topaz was a seven hour drive, so it wasn't. But we did it every summer, right? Right. Yeah. Well, we started, yeah. Yeah. We did and it for several summers, yeah. And Colorado, going to the Colorado River. Colorado River, yeah. And then Disneyland. I mean, I'm scrapbooking. Hint to everybody that scrapbooks. <laughs> do it when your kids are younger. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm catching up right now. Yeah. But it is pretty fun. I mean, there are times we went to Disneyland twice a year. Yeah. Yeah. And the other years we went once a year, but that's a lot of times of going to Disneyland. That, yeah. I mean, and, that's uh, why we know all the rides so well. And like, yeah, I even know, like Abby and I know how to say, keep your hands and feet inside the ride. Oh my gosh, like, in Spanish. In Spanish. Yeah, because that's what they say. Because you ride on <laughs> the Matterhorn 15 times. Yeah. And oh my gosh. De- so when Debbie and I were down there recently, it was cool to see everything and they didn't, they hadn't changed that much. And so it brought back a ton of memories for me. But Debbie got a little sick on one ride. And so I rode a few rides by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I have a picture next to I rode some guy on it was, Splash Mountain. No, it was like some like teenage girl. I rode oh. uh, Space Mountain next to her, oh. and we have a picture together, like the picture <laughs> at the end of the ride. Oh. But I rode uh, I rode Indiana Jones by myself, mm. um, and I was with like a family or something. And I 
I remember why when I was little, I was like, dad, we have to go on that again. That was so yeah. much fun. I even thought that as an adult. It, How, does it still like jerk a little bit? Cause it's supposed to be like they're revving the engine or yes. putting it in gear or something. Yes. So it's like, it's like the whole truck that you ride in is on a track that moves, but the truck also moves oh, like yeah. it's kind of hitting bumps and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it feels like you're driving a manual transmission and they're yeah. popping the clutch out really right. hard and it jerks you around a little bit. But um, I don't know. It was so much fun, that nostalgia. Yeah. Like, and riding um, Splash Mountain too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been there in ages. But you said it's different. Going back, it's... Well, when you're older, I feel like you... you just You don't see it through a kid's eyes because you're there without kids. And yeah, and I tried... I, I think Debbie and I did a good job of not looking at it like we were adults like we tried to yeah. have fun and like yeah. oh my gosh the toontown's so cute and but like you know you see not bugs bunny but like mickey mouse dressed up and you're like uh i can see the zipper you know yeah. like yeah that's the part that where it yeah. loses a little magic right. but um they actually updated star tours oh and i don't know if i told you that or not no so star tours is the what do you call it it's it's not a roller coaster. It's like one of those big things that you go in that kind of moves around, but everything's on a screen. So like yeah. if you're accelerating it and it makes you want to feel like you're accelerating, it'll tilt back. So it'll kind of like push, yeah. push you into the seat. And it used to be, I think R2-D2 and C-3PO would kind of brief you on what the mission was. Right. And then you fly through the Death Star and all these things. But there was a bunch of stuff from the new movies that they had oh. put in it. So that was oh, nice. kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. So. Um, I remember as a kid going to Disneyland, just being so excited that we were going to Disneyland. Yeah. You know, or you have good memories as a child? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Good. For, for I didn't Disney- ruin you? No, not at all. <laughs> I'm um, just kidding. It's so funny how like, I don't know. I I think... Especially in this day and age with all the crap that's going on right now, being able to say that you guys raised us the way you did, I like, I don't know, that's the most important thing that mm-hmm. could have happened to us as children uh, because I think we're going to raise our kids that way. Yeah. We're going to try to have it rub off on our friends too. You know, I'd like... I don't know. I feel like our childhood was perfect. I mean, well, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. You and guys... mine too. I mean, I, you know, D- Dan and Boompa raised us very strict kind of, but we also had fun. Yeah. Um, but you want to raise your children to be responsible adults. You want them to have manners. You want them, you know, yeah, to look someone in the eye and say, how do you do? Or yeah. nice to meet you and shake their hand. And yeah, it's funny. Um, I, I meet people. And even people I'm very close to nowadays. And it's like, you guys taught us certain things that are so ingrained in my head, like chew with your mouth closed, Mm. which I see as like such a (laughs) normal, common courtesy thing. So when I see someone like chewing with their mouth open, I'm like, did your parents not teach (laughs) you that? Like, I don't know. Exactly. And we went to Cotillion. I mean, I don't think, I say all these things, like we went to, you know, private high school or whatever. Grew up in Southern California. You were a legal secretary, but like we weren't, I mean, we never really had like nice stuff. It's not like we were a rich family. No, no. no. I mean, we were very middle class, I would say. Right. And yeah. I think, I mean, dad and I had decided 
And luckily we could do that. Dad would work overtime days or whatever, but to have me stay home when you kids were little. Yeah. And I was, I look back on that and think how fortunate I was. I mean, we, we always had stuff going on. I mean, sports stuff, things through church, Girl Scouts with the girls, whatever, swim lessons. I mean, it was nonstop. Yeah. Um, and I, I, and I think people, I mean, whoever listens to this, I hope they realize stay at home moms. I mean, I don't know how at some point that became like not a good thing, but you worked your ass off. Yeah. It's a lot of work, but it's very rewarding too. I mean, I always knew where you guys were and, um, and then later once we moved here to Idaho, um, and then I applied for a job at BK. It was once we could like drive ourselves and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Once you were old enough to take care of yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I loved that too. I loved being back in an office and working. And yeah. I mean, that was fun. I could tell you were, when you worked at Bishop Kelly, I could tell you were in your element and that you did like doing what you were doing. Yeah. 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 I loved it. Yeah. I really did. Um, and met, some great people that I still am in touch with. And, um, yeah, you had lunch with a bunch of ladies from BK today. Yeah. Yeah. A little breakfast for someone's birthday. And, um, yeah, I just, and I think the background of being a legal secretary and being on task with so many things that I wanted things to be sort of perfect in a way, or you don't let a letter go out that has a mistake or, You know, you just don't do that yeah. kind of thing. And um, just to be very efficient. Yeah. And I think as Kelly was my my wing gal for many years until she got promoted to director of admissions. Yeah. Um, but we were just, you know, had each other's back. And yeah. um, we always laughed about it being, especially in the old office, because of the big desk I had. It was command center. Yeah, yeah, We used yeah. to call it command center. <laughs> but um yeah, anyway, I, yeah, I think you, it was it was good. I think you instilled that a lot into us too, because I think to a certain extent, the three of us kids are perfectionists. Mm-hmm. Like we, I mean, like you said, I proofread things mm-hmm. a thousand times, and then it's like, you know, especially with my business, the gym. If I'm sending out an email, I'll read through it like a hundred times. I'll have Ross read through it. Um, I'll have Debbie read through it. And then I, like when I send it, I don't want to read it again because yeah. I don't want to catch like a exactly. mistake. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. But um, years ago, we used to read things backwards. Why? To see like on the old typewriters, they weren't memory typewriters. Oh, yeah. And in case you, you type some, you know, one word wrong or something. Yeah. And as you're reading it back and forth, you know, for content, you might not see that there's a mistake. So if you read it backwards, then the the words jump out at you and you would then possibly find something that oh. was spelled wrong Interesting. is all. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Oh, when I was talking about handshakes, I yeah. remember meeting, um, I'm such a name dropper, um, Eddie Van Halen from Van Halen. No way. And I wasn't into, dad and I were in, in the country. Yeah. And so I wasn't into, my boss, I remember, gave me a Van Halen album, and I thought, I will never play this, which, of course, I have, because yeah. I've grown to love them. Yeah. But um, Eddie Van Halen came in our office for something, and my bo- I happened to be in the hallway, and my boss introduced me. And so I shook his hand, and it wasn't a strong handshake, and it was very wet. Like wet? Yeah, like he was nervous or something. Oh. But I always hated if somebody shook a woman's hand, they would sort of... 
be gentle. It's yeah. like, no, shake it firm. Yeah. I want a firm handshake. Yeah. I had a girlfriend that shook my hand like that. And I always kind of knew like I wasn't going to marry this chick. Because <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know how to shake yeah, she didn't hands. know how to shake people's hands. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, That's pretty funny. Yeah. I. Uh, it's funny that you say that. Like to a certain extent, they always say don't meet your idols, you know, or mm-hmm. don't meet your heroes yeah. because it's always going to disappoint you. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. It's funny too who jumps out at you as kind of your heroes because it's always people that you wouldn't necessarily think it would be, mm-hmm. um, especially people that you're close with. Because, yeah, if you meet, I don't know. I feel like I've met some famous people that use word wrong, words wrong, yeah. or they write things wrong, yeah. or like. You know, even people in high positions at certain jobs that I've had, mm-hmm. it's like, you don't know how to spell that word. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like weird. Yeah. 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 It's, it's sort of disappointing or something. Yeah. Um, I remember watching famous people being on Johnny Carson, Yeah, you know, cause that was the, the late night show, yeah. um, talk show. And sometimes these actors, I mean, some were good, but then some would come on and sort of him and Han did, and couldn't really form a sentence. Yeah. And I think it was because they didn't have a script in front of them and they didn't really have that great of a personality. So it was huge disappointment if yeah. I saw someone that I loved and I thought, oh my God, they're so I, I always, boring. I always thought Harrison Ford did such a bad job when he got interviewed, like yes. when he'd go on late night shows. Yeah. And I think it's just because he, I mean, maybe for that reason that he didn't have a script in front of him, but I think he was just very nervous all the time. Yeah. And he didn't really like being in front of, right. he wasn't a stage actor. He was right. a movie actor. Right. And see the ones that are stage actors, like Nathan Lane or somebody that comes on, they're very animated and they're good doing the interview. Yeah. Where a lot of, Actors and actresses are sort of private people yeah. and they go on because their movie's coming out or whatever, but yep. they really don't like it. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. like the interview process. That's something that I, I guess I never really realized until recently why these people would do these media circuits. Like, yeah. okay, Harrison Ford is on uh, Jimmy Kimmel tonight or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a reason Harrison Ford is on. It, they didn't just yeah. invite him. No. He's on because there's a movie coming out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. It's interesting how they have to go out and yeah. promote stuff like that. You know who was another client of ours at that entertainment firm? Who? Barbara Streisand. Oh, no way. So once we found out uh, a secretary that she was a client, yeah. we were like, oh my God, she's coming in. She's going to come in sometime. No, no, no. She doesn't come into the law firm. Yeah. The law firm goes to her. Oh, yeah. She has that much money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that much power or whatever. So, yeah, they would go. So, so what kind of like legal disputes? I mean, was it like contracts that you guys would deal with or? That's what, that's what my boss did. Once I, I was working at first with that corporate attorney and then he ended up moving and then a secretary left this other spot for the entertainment attorney. Yeah. And so I went into that spot. They asked if I want, would want to move to that desk. Um, and so, yes, it was basic contracts, um, entertainers. And it's, it is sort of funny because they joke about this sometimes on TV shows or talk shows or whatever, but we would draw up contracts that the entertainer would have, you know, all the food and beverage backstage. Oh, no way. You know how sometimes people say, um, oh, I don't like the red M&M. So yeah. somebody would have to pull them out. I yeah. mean, it wasn't to that degree, but there were. What is that called? Isn't there like a specific name? Like it's your, it's like your ledger or something like. Yeah, I don't know. Like a, um, 
you know, like a rock band would have that in the green room. Right. And that's what it was like Van Halen. I remember, you know, how many bottles of booze, you know, how many bottles God. of vodka, how many bottles of this, how many probably yeah. girls. No, yeah. we didn't yeah, type yeah, the yeah. girls. But. <laughs> you got to hire the girls. For yeah. <laughs> I had to do the interviews. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. And then just. Were there any disputes that you, that they had to deal with? Like, like, I think some of the attorneys dealt with that. My attorney didn't really, um. I don't remember him doing that. He was a really nice guy. He was a young guy with, I think they had, he and his wife had just had their first baby, but he would hardly ever return phone calls and he'd do it sometimes later in the day. And so I would deal with the clients that would call and, uh, I didn't like that part, but I mean, he'd eventually get back to him. Yeah. And if it was somebody super famous, he would take that call right away. I mean, he'd, you know, but, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. The girls that I met, that I worked with, yeah, yeah. lots of fun and yeah, it's, yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. So it was mostly like contracts and. Well, that's that's kind of a cool side of the legal stuff to see with famous people, rather than seeing like, you know, if they're getting sued all the time by like right, you know, someone that was their business partner or something. Yeah. Rather, I mean, because they probably were in good moods when they'd come to your office, whereas yeah. if they went to another right. lawyer's office, they'd right. be... Right. Yeah. Um, and I know we had real estate attorneys in that office, and I think sometimes if maybe they were um, buying a new house or something, they would have the real estate attorney look through the you know what was going on or if there was a dispute with something, you know. Yeah like a remodel or yeah um did did you so speaking of real estate in los angeles (laughs) did you guys watch selling sunset yet not yet okay now we're we just started the sopranos we're almost through the first season okay but what do you think of the sopranos so far it's good yeah it reminds me a lot of all those other uh like breaking bad kind of no like the mafia uh movies oh oh like goodfellas yeah goodfellas and stuff um you know that i took a picture in front of the Sopranos yes. house when yeah. we were, I know that I even know the town North Caldwell, New Jersey. Wow. Um, when we were driving, Oh my gosh, we were driving from New York, I think to Boston, but I told Debbie, I was like, okay, we're in New Jersey. I know that house is a real house. Let's look it up. And every episode, I mean, it's part of the beginning yes. montage yeah. when he walks down and picks up the newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, sometimes it's in the episode. Yeah. A couple times the front of it is what, uh, what, what part are you guys at? We're at, um, I don't know, are we on episode seven or something on season one? Uh-huh. I'm trying to think. Uh, I can't remember. I don't want to say anything because we watched the whole thing recently and I don't want to. Yeah, conflate. I mean, he's still, Tony's still going to the psychiatrist. Yeah. And he sort of came on to her and uh-huh. then. Um, the ducks are the ducks still in the backyard? No, because no. that ended like the first episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, they flew off. It is um, it, that that movie or that that TV series is cool because it does show even a person in that kind of powerful position still has like issues. Yeah, and he has depression and stuff. Right. And, um, it's kind of cool that they address that and they show right. you right because you look at that lifestyle dad and I were talking about it. Like he's got kids yeah. and you know, they've recently been saying, are you in the mafia dad? Yeah. You know, so-and-so at school says that. Yeah. And, and his son got, um, suspended for stealing the altar wine. at oh, church. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they got drunk at yeah, PE at class PE, or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then he took his daughter for college. I think she's a junior in high school. Took her for some college visits. To look at a college. And wasn't there another guy? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great episode. Yeah. That one's good. Yeah. 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 So I think think we're one past that one. Okay. Um, So. uh, Yeah. That's a very good series. The thing that I didn't like rewatching that. There wasn't great continuity between the episodes. Um like directorially like the mm-hmm. they would switch directors and you could really tell yeah. the different styles yeah. like the story was sequential and right. like it would build off of itself but um like they weren't standalone episodes but yeah i and i think that that was the first series that was really like that mm-hmm. i don't know if that or the wire started first but it was the first like long form game of thrones breaking bad type show yeah 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 so we wanna did you watch um better call saul Yes, I think we watched the first three seasons, and I think it's on four right okay, now. Okay, there's a new season on, and we had gotten that new DVD, DVR thing or whatever through DirecTV. They uh-huh. had replaced it, and I didn't program it. And by the time I programmed it, uh-huh. the first three episodes had already shown. Can you? They they probably they're they're gonna them. they'll repeat them. I just don't know when. And yeah. Chad goes, let's just start watching it from episode four. No, I go, no, 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 no. You gotta you watch. You can't yeah. do that. Especially that kind of show. Like yeah. there's other shows that you could watch standalone episodes, but yeah, not this. And um, so I can't wait to start that because we you, loved that. Did you guys ever watch? I know I told you to watch it. Um, Parks and Rec. Yeah, we've seen several of those. Okay. Not all of them, and not probably in order. Yeah. Um, but you watched all of The Office. We watched all of The Office. That yeah. took a long time. And, and then... Did you like it? Yeah. 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 Okay. And I thought the end, like the last episode was really good. Some last episodes of a long standing series are are a disappointment. Are you talking about Seinfeld? Yeah. That'd be, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be one of them. Yeah. Um, I... I I've watched that si- that final Seinfeld episode a few times. I don't think it's that bad. It's funny. It still is funny. I- I'd have to watch it again. I think there was such a hype. Yeah. And there were so many good episodes that when it originally aired, we're like, oh my gosh, it's really? It's hard. Yeah. A show like that, how do you live up to everything yeah. at the end? It's got to be. Yeah. That's got to be so hard. Yeah. yeah. I love, oh my gosh. I Debbie and I need to start watching. So we did start watching the first season, um, but it some of this stuff is so hilarious just how George gets pissed off at oh, things and yeah yeah and just recently with Jerry Stiller dying oh yeah um who played George's dad oh my gosh just some of the stuff he did like Jerry Seinfeld said it was sort of ad lib you yeah. know and then they first wanted him more of a calm character and yeah. it's so much more funny to have him yeah get enraged about Freaking the stupidest out. stuff yeah. and him and his wife Estelle whatever her last name is. Oh, I forget. Um, but she, she two has of them were, the red hair. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. They just, and poor George, no wonder he's neurotic. You know, yeah. you've got those two people as your parents. <laughs> <laughs> but, I saw, I, I think it was right when Jerry Stiller passed away. Um, they were showing clips of him trying to make Elaine laugh. Oh, yeah. And they kept doing the same take over and over again. And he kept changing things a little bit, like trying to get yeah, her to laugh. Yeah. It's like, who's going to break first kind of thing. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's pretty pretty funny. I was thinking back on living in Southern California, you could go do this. Um, go watch some shows being filmed. Oh, yeah. So I remember my roommate and I went and saw Three's Company. Oh, no way. And then with Jan, my sister, and I don't know if 
Boompa and Dana went with us. We went and saw Happy Days, one of those. Whoa. Yeah. Um, there were a couple other ones I'll have to think. But that that's, was sort of fun. That's crazy that they filmed those in front of a live, live studio audience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how many people are in the studio? Like in the audience? Ooh, I don't even know if there's a hundred. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, that's, it's interesting. Those, those shows that are filmed live, like they've, they've turned around and panned the crowd on some of the late night shows. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like there's more than like 50 people for some of those. Like they kind of keep it fairly small. Yeah. But to the point where, like, they can laugh and it can right. be part of the show, you know. Well, and I remember going with a friend. You kids were little. Um, but she got tickets to the Johnny Carson show. And I had never seen him in, you know, yeah, as a studio member, studio audience member. And so we went. And we got in the very last row. Oh, no way. So there's lights hanging down. And, of course, the, the set is so much smaller than you, what you think. Yeah, yeah. The band is like right there. Yeah. It's not, you think that they're a little bit of further away, but we kept having to bend our heads down because the, like the, the low r- hanging lights are there <laughs> and you can't see the guest's face, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, that was pretty funny. Yeah. But. So when did, uh, who took over for Johnny Carson? Jay Leno. Jay Leno. Mm-hmm. Um, and then David Letterman was the, he was, was it on the, a, late, the late show with David Letterman or? Yeah, he he was a couple different ones. He was hoping to get that show. He was hoping to get the Tonight Show, yeah. but then Jay Leno won it, won out or got it. I and I told you recently that I somehow stumbled upon the Dick Cavett show. Yeah, and I'm I'm telling you, people seemed a lot classier back in the day, and I I it must have been in the '60s and '70s when he was on, mm-hmm. and I saw. I saw an episode with him where he was a little bit older too, and I think they brought him back to interview maybe Muhammad Ali or, mm. um, you know, it was post-civil rights stuff, but he was older. Um, but the stuff that kept popping up, I watched an interview with Jimi Hendrix. Mm. I watched an interview with Janis Joplin, which she wasn't that great of an interview to I watch. I would love to see Jimi Hendrix. Oh my gosh. Like how eloquent he was and just the stuff. He was very bright. Yeah. And then... Um, one of the best episodes that I watched or one of the best interviews they had on Hugh Hefner Mm. and two feminists. Oh gosh. And they, they had a 30 minute conversation about like how Hugh Hefner treats women. And it was just how eloquent everyone was. And they let each other talk and they gave, they weren't screaming in each other's faces. Yeah. They weren't screaming in each other's faces and they, they truly listened to each other's point of views. Wow. Um, Was one of them Gloria Steinem? I don't know. She was know. a big feminist back then. I don't know. Okay. Um, and then the other one was uh, Jim. He had on Jim Brown, mm. who, you know. Football player. Football player, but mm. also, I mean, I think he was a better civil rights guy yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And I think they had on like the governor of Georgia. Mm. And so Dick Cavett had, he kind of uh, moderated Jim Brown having a long foreign conversation with this dude that was kind of a white supremacist type wow. guy. And very interesting. It, it was just, it was so interesting how, I mean, this guy would say some bigoted stuff and Jim Brown would just look at him and listen. And then he would present his case back to him. And eventually this governor got so pissed off that he walked off the show. Oh my gosh. But Dick Cavett had to like, he's like, no, please just sit down, listen to Jim's point of view. But Jim could articulate things like so well that this guy couldn't have any counterpoints. Wow. But like, how many shows do you see doing that nowadays? No. Nobody does stuff no. like that. But that, 
I, I'll have to go back and I, I should some of those. I'll send you some of the links on YouTube, but yeah. I didn't even know Dick Cavett was a show. And I don't know why it popped up on YouTube. I must yeah. have you been looking at Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. yeah, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Um, I don't know which show they were on, but David Carradine, who used to be on that show Kung Fu or... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, he was married to the actress Barbara Her- Hershey. Okay. Who was in Beaches with Bette Midler. I don't know if you I ever... I haven't seen it. Um, but they were very hippied out at that point. Uh-huh. And when they came on for the interview... I don't know if he was barefoot. He probably was, but I remember Barbara Hershey was barefoot. Yeah. And she had that long hair and they probably were higher than anything <laughs> when they were being interviewed. But yeah. I just always thought, wow, that's so, I always thought you had to have shoes on when you went to, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. something like that. Well, but, you, you were kind of a hippie, right? For a little bit. Or did you go through a hippie phase? I did a little bit after high school, but not. Yeah. But then I mean, got- the hippies were a little older, like. Aunt Jan and oh, that age group. Gotcha. Oh, because you, yeah, you were in high school, early 70s. Right. So, yeah, hippies yeah. were more, more like 60s. 60s. Yeah. yeah. That's what they say. Sharon Tate got killed 69, right? Yeah. And that's when they said the 60s are over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. we, I mean, I feel like we're, we're hitting an hour and a half right now, but oh my gosh. Y- you and I have talked about um, Charles Manson, like, I mean, we've talked about it so much, but I don't, it, it's so interesting. Like when you take a deep dive into those things and how there's a whole conspiracy about the government, not wanting the children to be hippies anymore. And they wanted to get rid of the hippie movement and they tried to use, you know, the Manson family to demonize hippies. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And that's Crazy. why, De- that's why Debbie and I were so interested in going to Sharon Tate's house yeah. when we were down there. Well, and dad and I did it years ago. Drove like, up there. Or, yeah, because yeah. we we were reading, we both had read Helter Skelter yeah. by the prosecutor, the Vincent Bugliosi, I believe is his okay. name. Um, he was the prosecutor in the Manson case. Yeah. And um, so they had pictures in there of El Cielo Drive and just the end of the driveway and everything. Yeah. So we tried to find it. We had lunch that day with Boompa at El Coyote. Oh, no Because that was one of his favorite restaurants. And then we were talking to Boompa about it about trying to look for the house and he goes, well, this was the, this was the last restaurant they ever ate at yeah. before they were killed. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, which was in, I mean, El Coyote, I don't know if it was a stage or not in, um, oh, once, once upon a, a time, once upon a time in Hollywood, or if they actually had filmed at the yeah. real place. I don't know, but I don't even know if it's still there or not. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but Boomba used to go there a lot for business lunches or whatever. So that was a favorite of his. Yeah. And um, Boompa did advertising, right, for what company? Doyle Dane Burnback. Doyle Dane Burnback. He and was uh, an advertising executive. He ended up, shortly before he retired, he was one of the vice presidents in the L.A. office. They had a London office and a New York office, and so they had some major clients. Yeah. Volks, Volkswagen, I know. Volkswagen of America at the time, Southern California Gas, Arizona Bank, um, Jack in the Box. Wow. Um, did he, oh, there's tons. Did he travel to New York and London ever? I don't know about London. He had to go to the New York office here and there. Yeah. Um, and that's when he would meet up with his brother, Ron, who lived in New York. Okay. Yeah. So he maybe went a couple times a year yeah. to that office. God, that makes me like, just imagining. It's like Mad Men. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is like, yeah. imagining Boompa in a suit traveling from LA to New York in 
like the 60s. Yeah. It's like, I wish I could do that with him. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, it would be fun. It'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, but you showed me some pictures recently. And, and I don't know if you found these scrapbooking or not or pictures that you've just had. But Boompa rubbed shoulders with some famous people. And there's a picture of him. And it looks like a picture out of Mad Men. <laughs> but he's with Minnesota Fats. Which is the most ridiculous name of all time that this guy's name was Minnesota Fats. But he was a professional pool player. Yeah. And I don't know if there's any other famous people in that picture. I don't know because there's there's a few men surrounding the pool table while Minnesota Fats is taking a shot. Yeah. And I'm sure they just pose. Yeah, they're all kind of posing. But it does. It looks so retro cool. Yeah. Like everyone's smoking cigarettes and drinking yeah. bourbon. And yeah. I don't know. It just looks. Well, Boompa and Dana entertained a lot at the house. They'd have parties or um, either work parties where Boompa would say, let's invite, you know, a couple couples from his work or his boss or and his wife and whatever. Or they do, you know, Dana loved costume themed parties. Yeah. And, so there was always, I mean, it was fun, yeah. you know, because we'd creep down the stairs and peek at everybody. Yeah. And, I always, um, I always think of uh, like The Graduate with Dustin Hoffman and it just like <laughs> watching some of the stuff going on in that movie, it just makes me think like Southern California in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. I don't know. It just, yeah. there's something very romantic about it. Yeah. But yeah. 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 It was All right. Good times. Well, we can, we can wrap it up. I'm very, very happy. You oh, came on the this podcast. is so much fun. It is fun. And yeah. I, I would love to have you on again, like okay. at some point. I think family members are probably going to be recurring guests, but I got to get dad on and i gotta get jenny on yeah. um and then i gotta get ross and andrew as well yeah and uh debbie again at some point but yeah no you've i'm so proud of you you've this is just so much fun yeah it's a blast and, um you've done a great job and i'm up to date except um with mick i've got to listen okay. to him and then you have to edit one other one so yeah 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 so um, awesome so yeah. i've been giving people a little bit of time at the end if you want I mean, yeah. the floor is yours to, uh, you know, uh, philosophize, I'll philosophize and, uh, give your perspective or give some words of wisdom. Okay. Words of wisdom. <laughs> Everybody be nice. How's that? <laughs> I think if everyone was nice, the world would be a much oh better my place. Gosh. Yeah. Don't, um, don't have a knee jerk reaction. If somebody says something to you, process it and maybe give your thoughts. Um, but I think the thing is just, it, it's like that golden rule, treat everybody like you want to be treated. Yeah. It's so true, so important. And I think as one gets older and hopefully a little wiser, you think that's really what you should do, Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and just be kind to people Yeah, and raise your kids the right way. Raise your kids <laughs> the right way. Awesome. Well, thank you for raising us the right way. And thank You're you. Welcome. F- thank you for being on the podcast. You're welcome. This right. is awesome. Yeah. Love you. Love you. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>